Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? Callahan Steed with you. Episode 69 of the podcast should be a nice episode today. I am excited about some of the stuff we are going to be discussing. I've got Casey Tarkenton with me in studio, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the most interesting human being on the face of the earth I have right with me in studio. Casey, how are we doing? You know, Cal, you got me a Dr. Pepper before the show, so I'm doing all right. Yep, I also have a Dr. Pepper with me as well, too. Dr. Pepper, if you're listening, if you want any type of sponsorship on this podcast, all that you have to do literally just send me a bottle of Dr. Pepper. I will happily give you sponsorships for the rest of my time doing what makes me mad. So glad that I have Casey on with me as well, too, and also joining me via the phone <laughs> is Peyton Witt. Peyton, how are we doing? Uh, well, Cal, I had one thing lined up. Uh, first of all, i got to get this out of the way. Uh, what's going on, Cal? Hey, what's um, going on? You uh, you gave Casey the most interesting man title, and you just kind of threw me out there like a fucking schlub. Uh, what, what is that about, huh? Well, you get what you deserve, Peyton, uh, I think is the best the way to... The ratings messiah, okay? I bring the viewers. You can't just throw me out there like a piece of burnt bacon on a train? What is this? Fine. You caught my joke. I'll give you another better intro. And also joining me on the podcast, the best fantasy baseball player I know. He took his team from an auto-drafted absolute wreck of a team to a fantasy baseball championship. The most, uh, I, I, well, I can't call you an interesting man on the planet because Casey already I've has taken it. that, that uh, award. An interesting conversation to have, though. Peyton, I've never been like, boy, that was a really boring conversation we had. Always a solid, in, in, uh, interesting conversation because he is a pretty smart man. Joining the podcast via satellite or via the phone, however you want to describe it, up in the Minnesota Home of the 10,000 Lakes, Peyton Witt joining us, the avid Cardinals fan. Peyton, how are we doing? How was that? Was that better? That was so much better, Cal. I uh, love that intro. Ready to get into it? Ready to get going here? Yeah, it sounds like you got something riled up. So for the fans that uh, are new to how we do uh, with Peyton being on the phone, basically I just give him the time that he wants to discuss something that makes him mad. And yeah, and then basically it's like his own little segment that he has. And then yeah, so Peyton... You seem to have something that was on your mind that you wanted to discuss, and I think it would be interesting for the viewers to hear. So what has made you mad recently? Well, Cal, and uh, at, at your request that I will uh, respect because I respect you as a host and a man, uh, I will not get into the specifics of this story, but something happened uh, in a place that I went to college and you used to went to college, uh, an incident of alleged uh, harassment by a uh, male a student there against some female students and then a female unaffiliated. <laughs> and it just, it got me to thinking about this problem that we have on these college campuses, especially with the younger people and Cal, I'm sure you saw this and I did as well, especially with the younger people and, and younger men, especially on college campuses, just feel like they can do whatever the hell they want to whoever the hell they want. And it's, I'm not sure exactly what the solution would be. Obviously, we have to, that there's a, a huge culture, especially in college and leading up to college and college sports, uh, of this toxic masculinity. I just, I don't know 
what the proper way would be to solve that. And I guess I think the question that I would like to pose to both of you is, do you? And provided that you don't, any ideas, any thoughts, comment? Well, the only thing that we're, I just thought of um, a while back is you have to obviously take these allegations seriously and look into them. Um, but I just remember uh, a couple years back when the whole lacrosse team from Duke uh, got into trouble because there was, like, the accusation of them uh, raping a prostitute. And so, like, all those guys were getting, like, ran through the mud. But then, you know, they looked into it, investigation played out, and it was basically the cop was trying to do, uh, like, a smear campaign on uh, the players or whatever, and the cop ended up actually committing suicide Like after like the investigation played out because it got deemed that those guys were innocent. So, you know, that's why I want uh, that I'm glad that we're just kind of, you know, just saying allegedly this is what's going on. But it's definitely a problem that has unfortunately happened far too much. Uh, I know when I was at college, Casey, you haven't had this experience yet because uh, you haven't attended. I don't know if you will, what your future holds. Um, but they've, you know, they've taught kids like, hey, this is what you're, you got to do for drinking. Um, you know, watch your limits. This is the things about harassment. This is what you have to look into. Um, and they, they've taught it, but I, I feel like maybe they either have to go into more detail. But also, too, I feel like for college bars, it's an especially important, too, that, you know, it's a more of a safer place where they're not over-serving people. Um, and I feel like the it's, we kind of have come to known college bars as something that's like a dingy joint a little bit. But it's like where you can get like cheap booze or something like that. And I feel like maybe just ramping up, maybe ramping up security a little bit more. Uh, maybe not having so much excessive drinking. Uh, make it maybe a little more lit, uh, like lit and like the lighting style of it, not like making it more, you know, fun, but like actually like not making it as dark because there's unfortunately a lot of stuff that can happen with like roofing drinks. Um, if the bar is lit up more, you can see stuff that's happening, but it's definitely a very toxic culture because it always seems that something pops up and, not to get political, but, you know, I've been kind of keeping my eye on the news um, with the congressman from North Carolina. I'm not going to mention his name, but just some of the stuff that I've been hearing um, with how much harassment he's had and how much detail people have gone in um, about that. It's definitely uh, something that colleges have to get better at, but at the same time, it's like these events are taking place off campus kind of so it's like I you have to just basically look into I guess each scenario and what the scenario that you were saying sounds like earlier if the guy's guilty on it you have to boot him from campus I feel like at the bare minimum suspend him I feel like if you have a harsher punishment you know maybe that's the learning lesson for kids when they're older like hmm you know this is what happened to me let me teach the younger generation, you know, this is what happened to me. Don't let it happen to you. I guess it's a tricky situation. Casey, you got anything to add on it? Well, I think... Casey, uh, I apologize to cut you off there. I'm interested to hear what you're saying. But I, I just, before you go on, I want to touch on something that Kelly, you said. So going back to the Duke case all those years ago, which feels like forever at this point. We must have been, or just, I was in middle school or maybe early high school at that point. But you take that... And that almost, that, that situation almost colors 
the rest of it, and people take it and call her the rest of uh, the sexual assault allegations, like, well, this, and I don't think you were trying to do this, Cal, but this this one thing happened, and it, it was not true, and uh, these players were falsely accused, and their lives could have been ruined, which is which is all true. Their, their lives could have been ruined, and probably a couple of them, if not all of them, their lives were ruined from that, and that's tragic, but you can't you can't take that as a uh, as as the rule as opposed to the exception. Right, I know, where, I know, I think I know where you're getting at with it, and uh, yeah, to clear it up for anyone, I was not trying to be like, oh, it happened to these guys one time, therefore it doesn't happen. I'm just simply saying, if you investigate each case, you're gonna be able to find out more stuff about it, and so instead of it just being like, oh, we're just gonna blow it off because it's a sexual assault case, if you look into it, you know, it you'll the truth will hopefully get revealed. So, like, in the case of Duke, it found out that those guys were not guilty of it, and so that was good because, you know, it helped save a bunch of their lives. But also, too, when you look into the cases of others, you know, it could help possibly take a creep off the street. I see where you're getting at. I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. I got you. I don't think you were you meant that in any ill-meaning way, but I just that's, that's something that gets brought up and gets used against uh, sexual assault cases um and then you have situations like uh, i i'm forgetting the specifics of it but there's that uh, college he's some college sports player and he like assaulted brock turner huh was it brock turner yeah that's what i'm thinking of yeah and he's kind of become the poster boy for doing that and then just getting a slap on the wrist because he didn't serve much time if memory serves me and if any at all in prison or jail or, or any of that and it's just it's a, a lot of these cases don't get taken seriously get pushed off the side and even if they do get taken seriously the perpetrators often face minimal to to no consequences yeah i i feel like that's something that and you're right. I think this is going back to a long way back to it. I think at the end of your answer, Cal, talking about harsher punishments and, yeah, this, it's, you've got to do something. You've got to really make an impression on these kids coming in. Like, don't fucking do that. Because it, the argument is always, well, you can't ruin this kid's life over one mistake. It's like, well, he very well could have ruined any of those young women's lives with his mistake, and what are they supposed to do about it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Well, that was definitely depressing, but at the same time, should be heard. Casey, you got anything <laughs> you want to add on it? If not, you can definitely steer away from the conversation if you don't want. Well, you know, I, I think I was just going to kind of add, I feel like, you know, Peyton, I don't know, you and I both went to the same high school, but at separate times. Edgerton really had talked about it quite a bit. I want to say every single class, you know, we talked about it in our English class history, you know, I mean, probably not math and science, but <laughs> you get my point. Um, you know, we I remember we had whole pep assemblies dedicated to this. Our, our healthy living was dedicated to this. Uh, but I want to say, are these things not being taught in the home? And if so... Why are parents uncomfortable to have that conversation with their children to say that this is not okay and to say, 
you know, in particular, I mean, I'm not saying that, that it doesn't, you know, happen the opposite way around, but in particularly men against women. Why are boys and teenage boys not being taught, you're not worth as much as you think you are? And, you know, I feel like women are kind of being told, you know, too much that they're not worth as much as they think they are. And men are being told, you are worth more than that girl is. Why is that still being, you know, that's a very old way of thinking that I think we need to steer clear from and we need to just talk about with our children a little more openly. Honestly, I think that's a good point, too. I like that, which is, it starts in the home. It does. Because it's like, when I go out to the bars, I know, like, what to do and, like, not be a creep, basically, and, like, that should definitely be taught in the home, and especially, too, like, I think back to, like, you know, when boys get, like, and, you know, just middle school, I feel like middle school age is probably, like, when you should start teaching these boys as they start to mature a little bit, like, hey, this is, you know, I guess, like, harassment, and, like, just try to get into it a little bit more, and then, like, that's why you educate them more at an earlier age. I guess that's, it's definitely a tricky, tricky subject, but I hope it definitely gets fixed soon, but it'll definitely be a long road ahead. Peyton, you got anything else to add on it before I let you go? No, I think that's all I had to talk about tonight, Cal. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I appreciate the time here. I always love talking to you, and it's good to hear from Casey. Yeah, absolutely, and we're uh, all happy to know that Peyton is uh, officially moving up in the world, so we're happy about that. And see, I feel like the What Makes Me Mad platform helps shoot people off in the right direction. (laughs) Dalton, Dalton's moving on to greater and better things. I just saw a couple people at Whitewater won a couple awards for UWTV, and I've had uh, one of them on before. And so, yeah, everyone's shooting off in the right directions, except for the host. I don't know how that (laughs) happened, but I'm propelling guests in the right direction. So, you know, take that for what you want. Yep, bridesmaid, but never the bride. (laughs) All right, Peyton, we'll appreciate having you on, and uh, definitely uh, safe travels on the way back home uh from minnesota whenever you uh decide uh to leave the land of a thousand lakes or ten thousand lakes they have a lot of lakes up there it should should be minnesota home to a shit ton of lakes put that on the license plate (laughs) all right peyton you take care all right katie and uh yeah both you have a good rest of your podcast see you later all right sounds good yep so that was uh, Peyton Witt joining us via the cell phone, and now it's just me and Casey. So, th- th- see, that was a good good little start to the uh, beginning of the podcast, because it was, like, educational, uh, a tough subject to talk about. But now we can kind of get into some of the lighter stuff, I feel like, a little bit. You know, my uh, the, the church that I attend actually has, uh, you know how churches are, they're, they're typically older people. Yes. Um, the older generation, our generation has kind of fallen out of that church going, which, you know, if you do have any interest in religion, I say go for it. Visit a ch- your local church, see what it's about. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. It's all about trying new things. There's my little PSA. See, I really like... Uh there's a lot of stuff that I like about religion, a lot of stuff that I don't. Uh, but one of the things I do like is that I can definitely bring a group of people together uh, mm-hmm. for a good common cause. And uh, I will also say, I feel like with going to college, I know I've seen a lot of 
you know, religious groups on college campuses. But I've also seen some kids uh, when they're in college, I think maybe when it's a little bit easier for them where their mind is in a state of learning, Mm -hmm. uh, where they might want to, you know, read the Bible a little bit more. And I've seen people that have gone off to college and have actually gotten, like, closer to religion. And so it's, like, kind of nice to see some people drift uh, in a direction away. Some people come closer. It's just all about... Uh, making your mind feel right, do what you want to do, do what makes you happy. Exactly. Well, where I was going with this is the church that I attend has a, a Bible study class called Uncomfortable. Okay. It's so interesting. Unfortunately, I am not able to, to be in it because my work schedule just doesn't allow it. But it, it sounds so interesting because they have a list you know, in the weekly bulletin about um, all the other subjects they go over. I mean, they go over rape. They go over alcoholism. They go over drug addiction. I mean, just all these topics that society's kind of like, push that back down. You know, we don't want to talk about that. And they kind of, I don't know, they put it in a very interesting way. And they have brought it up, um, it, it, you know, before the sermon and that sort of thing. And it's just interesting to hear about. I think also, too, that I wish I would have brought this up when I had Peyton on. Um, but I remember one of the first days at Whitewater, they had... Um, like a sexual harassment thing for like all the new students and basically like that. But it was kind of more, they tried doing like, I don't know how to describe it, a like scenario. And, um, I don't think it went as well as like, so they had like actual like professionals, people who like literally, you know, talk about it and stuff like that. They had, they came on and like, they tried doing like, I don't know. They kind of came on and like kind of, made it like more a little bit more of a joke to where like i feel like kids weren't taking it seriously enough and i feel like if they would have just came up and been like this is what happens in college like you gotta be serious about it whereas like you know there's a time to find humor and stuff but like they came off the bat and they like tried doing like the humor right away and like we all thought it was hilarious because they were like making like sexual jokes or whatever and we weren't expecting that because it was like oh shit this is the first day of college and so we uh feel like weren't taking it as seriously and like definitely some stuff you learned about but it's just like i contrast that with like we also the first day learned about cybersecurity or something like that um with like um it basically just kind of like with like the whole like technology that we have nowadays with you know cell phones and social media like you know nude photos stuff like that and the guy was like seriously like, you know like this is what you need to do blah, 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 and then at the end was like, now do you guys want to see some mug shots of guys that have been busted for child pornography? And then oh. made, like, a joke like that, and he was like, he, and, like, going through, and we saw each mug shot, and he's like, now this guy looks like, oh, man, I got caught again in right. his mug shot. And so I feel like it's on, like, the college campuses to where it's like, you have to be serious about it, because as Peyton said, it could definitely ruin, you know, someone's life. And it, it happens frequently enough to where it also, too, make it to where it's like yeah it's totally okay for you to come out and where it's like i think one of the things that i've learned is where it's like if someone comes out for sexual assault i used to think like ah she's just trying to get money from it or she's just trying to get the fame but now it's like well you know let's maybe there's also certain reasons one of the things i learned in college was like you know they have like trauma and so you know that might affect when they come out right and stuff like that so i think educate education for just a lot of things but i think specifically for like sexual harassment can definitely help that out 
you got anything else to add on that topic? If not, we definitely ready to get into some of the softer stuff of what makes me mad. But I do like how the church was at least yeah being forefront about it because it, you know, as I said, they will still have youth members in it, and it's like what. And also, to again, not to keep bringing attention to the congressman from North Carolina, but like he also went to a religious private school, and it's like you know, just because it's like you're heavily involved with religion isn't an excuse or isn't, like, a cover for you to, you know, treat women like shit. Or an excuse not to talk about it either. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know. But um, I think, you know, I think we all pretty wrapped, or pretty well wrapped that up nicely. Yeah, so. I'm happy about it. I don't think any of us made any wrong assertions on right. it. So I'm, I I'm happy agree. about that. So, all right, I am ready to get into some of the stuff that has made me mad. But also, to Casey, you had... Uh, when I talked to you last week, you were pretty excited about a purchase that you had made, and I think that could actually lead me into one of the first topics I was thinking about, but do you want to tell the viewers about your little lifestyle change that you made? Yeah, you know, it's funny to think that something so small as an iPhone, or a smartphone rather, has has now become something that we all consider a lifestyle change. So I ended up getting uh, stuff in my iPhone 7 Plus or whatever it is in the old sock drawer. Literally, it's in the sock drawer. And I bought the the LG Wine 2, a.k.a. U.S. Cellular's top-of-the-line flip phone. Okay, it's costing me uh, $5 a month. <laughs> a lot cheaper than an actual cell phone that we pay for. Right, yeah. So, uh, so far, you know, it's only actually today, it's only been a week. So, but I am, I feel much, you know, and I know it sounds silly to say already, but much more rejuvenated, I guess you might say. It's definitely, I feel like the, I've talked to you a little bit about it, where it's just like you just stare at the phone and just, it it just melts your brain, basically. And <clears throat> there's, a, unfortunately, I think, too, with just a lot of, like, you know, social media and stuff like that, I've thought about it, you know, just deleting the apps and just definitely would, you know, make things just clear your mind and you're not focused on it as much, and... I respect the move that you made, but I don't know if I'd be able to do it, but just definitely I'm happy that you're happy that you've got, that you're happy with the decision. Right. You know, the funny thing is a, a lot of people fall into your category, and I'm sure you're not surprised by that, but a lot of people say, you know, I've thought about actually switching back, but that's as far as it goes, you know, it, it, and I, I mean, I've been thinking about this for months and months and months you know why don't i just flip back to his flip phone and and get rid of my smartphone and finally i was just like what am i losing you know what fresh air (laughs) no that's what i lost with the smartphone so it's well it's i think for me too maybe it's just i can keep the smartphone but then like i think maybe just Social media, especially I've learned, too, with uh, what we've been going through for basically over a year now with the pandemic and just how much disinformation has been on there. And, you know, one, it's disinformation, two, it's giving uh, a voice to a lot of people who have no opinions (laughs) shooting their mouth off. Um, 
And, you know, I've also seen family members get into arguments on it, and it's just a lot of toxicness, and I've thought about long and hard, too, and I don't know, have you, and I know I talked to you about where you just have an iPad with, uh, where you look at your social media, but, like, I feel like that's better, too, because it's like, I can bring my phone wherever I want with me. The iPad, you really don't do that. You just kind of watch something, set it down, and then you could walk away, whereas, like, the phone, you put it in your pocket, and it's like, you go from one room to another, it's just, oh, I'll pull it out, check Twitter, walk to a different room, oh, I'll check Facebook this time, or I'll check Twitter. And I feel like you don't get that with the iPad. Is I'm assuming that's correct. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking, you know, because I typically my iPad will stay parked in my room, you know. But if I'm going to bring it down to the living room, it's kind of like you have to think about it. Yeah. It's like, am I'm if I'm going down to the living room, what is my purpose for going there? If it's watching TV, do I want my iPad to distract me from what I'm watching? You know, some cases it's just like, hey, I'm lounging around, not doing anything in particular, might as well look at it, sure. Um, you know, so yeah, I guess it's more of a thought process. And it's not like, you know, the iPad also doesn't ever really leave my house, you know, because you can't use it anywhere unless there's Wi-Fi. Uh, sorry, officer, I was texting and driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's a little harder to get away with. Um I think also, too, that that would definitely be something that people just went back to the flip phone days, texting and driving. And also, I've looked with my time of driving at Madison, uh, I saw some guy on the inter- on the belt line uh, was watching something on his phone while driving. And that's not safe. Yeah, no, that's not what I would call uh, okay. <laughs> you know, especially, I mean, you see some of these newer cars where you can literally display your phone up on... It's like a big touch screen. Like a, it's an iPad on the, in the in the middle of your car. It's like really, I don't know. But no, one of the actually a couple of days ago, um, I had thought about deleting Facebook um, because you know how you always get those memories mm-hmm. uh, that pop up. Uh, a couple of days ago, I got the memory of a couple of years ago when I was in a, a relationship of just uh, I made it Facebook official. So it's like every. But somewhere around March, I always forget when the day is, uh, I always get the memory of, a couple years ago, you be- were in a relationship, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, thanks, Facebook, thanks for reminding me that I haven't been able to find a relationship since then, and things have not been good. <laughs> and it's just, that's a sting right there. Yeah, exactly, and it's like, why are we allowing this thing to have such control over us. You know, the thing is, this stuff was originally designed to kind of bring us together. You know, yeah. for people who, uh, high school friends that, that moved, you know, far away and they yeah. could be on Facebook and, and intermingle with each other, see what each other were up to. And now it's doing the complete opposite. It's, yeah. it's drawing us all apart. You know, instead of me calling you and saying, what have you been up to? It's yeah. like go to Facebook and and look, you know. I, well, time to time to give my opinion on things, and it's like, you know, maybe not everyone needs to give their opinion on stuff. Just, uh, but I've learned with Facebook, and I've you know, maybe this is just phases because it's like with Facebook, I've been like, oh, this is the route you use it for. This is the route. I've kind of learned, you know, po- politics. Save it for Twitter. Uh, just because it's like I have family members that unfortunately don't always see eye to eye with me and I've learned, you know, just if I don't have to talk to them about it, you know, like why 
put my opinion out there for people to uh, voice their opinion on. So, like, I kind of keep it light. Price is right. Commentary is always a crowd pleaser, I feel like. Pictures of the dogs is always a crowd pleaser. But even then, too, like, uh, just with, like... I follow, you know, like, news organizations, websites. I follow NBC15 a lot just because that's, like, more local news and seeing people. I think I got to get better at, like, not clicking on the comment section because <laughs> then it's just a lot of really bad opinions and even s- small fun stories like local kitten gets awarded Medal of Freedom for saving woman in fire something like that and someone will comment be like america's turning into a socialist society it's like dude you would if i went up to you on the street and was like hey this is the news story you probably wouldn't fire back at me with that it's just just, as i said giving people opinions like hate groups and just it's it's bad it's unfortunately not for what its intended purpose is anymore we need we need to remember that our opinions, and I know, because our school's always taught us, you know, your voice does matter. Not really. I mean, when it comes down to the, I, you know, I'm a full supporter of go vote. Yes. Because that's the way you're if, really going to get your vo- you, voice anywhere. What makes me mad all through, like, October was like, yeah, if you want things to change, you go and vote. Your pen and paper. A couple of scenarios I was talking about, and I'll tell you too, um, there is a race in Iowa that got decided for a house race for um, going to Washington uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives, decided by um, six votes, I believe it came down to, wow. a district race. Um, Bernie Sanders' uh, first um, local office that he held was mayor of Burlington, I believe, and he won that race by ten votes. And so it's interesting to see, you know, like, if you Go out and vote. You can definitely influence an election. I know people are like, ah, it's one vote. It doesn't matter. But it does because if everyone has that mindset, three million people have the mindset of, oh, I'm just one person. It doesn't matter. That's a huge swing of an election. I mean, even just like Arizona was decided by less than like 10,000 votes for an election. It's like things can seriously change. Right. You know, if you go out and vote, so I'm glad you're also on the go vote bandwagon. Uh, right. Go vote and don't mention your opinion anywhere else. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. If you can have a conversation with somebody who is also in the mindset of we can have different opinions and still be chums, old putty, you know, buddies and pals... I agree, you know, that, and that's how it should be. That's how everybody should be, you know. I, I think we should all be able to have different opinions. That's what makes us different, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We're a, we're a melting pot here in the United States. We're a lot of different ingredients put together. That's very that true. are baked into this country, I would say. Right. But, yeah, so I was just thinking about just, you know, social media the other day, and it, it makes me, and it's just, I don't want to say I'm addicted to it, but it's like I've, Maybe that's what I'll do next year for Lent is give it up. There you go. Give up at least like Facebook or something. I know it's always important too for just taking breaks from it. I know uh, one of my buddies decided to take a break from it. Or also I've thought too just maybe just check it at certain times of the day. Like if you get up in the morning, that's when you can check it and maybe that's just see what you want to see and then don't look at it for the rest of the day. Right. I will tell you, though, the nicest thing about waking up is Folgers. No, just kidding. But if they want to sponsor, there's another sponsor for you, Cal. See, I would definitely be down for Folgers <laughs> because as you 
can saw from my house, I live on a farm. Right. And you want to know what we use for feeding cans? Old Folgers cans. Because my grandmother is an avid coffee drinker, and so she has a lot of Folgers cans that she'll give us, and then we use to put, like, in canisters or, like, for feet. So if Folgers wants to sponsor, I would give you the coffee beans, and then I would just keep the... The tin. <laughs> you know, that's just, interesting that you call it... That you, you, hold out, you hold out your hands, and then I just right. dump it in, and it's just like, I gotta find a coffee pot now. <laughs> Fill my pockets, Cal. <laughs> um, but anyways, the best part of waking up now is not having to look at your phone. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not worried about waking up and checking, you know, well, who texted me. That was the biggest thing for me, was texting. I once worked for a guy, you know, I did helped him out with some yard work. He was in his 70s. Fred is his name. Shout out to Fred Schaefer. But but, but I'm name dropping all of a sudden. But anyways. I hope he's listening. He's like, yeah, Casey. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, But he he told me, he said, you know, I've never had a cell phone. And I went, really? He said, Mary, his wife. Shout out to Mary Schaefer. Uh, He said, you know, she's always had a cell phone, but I never wanted the idea. I didn't want people to be able to get a hold of me whenever they wanted to. And I thought, that's a very good thought, you know. And that's kind of what texting was. You know, phone call is different because you got to actually kind of schedule a time around it. Yeah. But texting, you know, somebody can text you and then you're like, well, gosh, I should really text back or else, you know. It just kind of puts on this anxiety. And also, too, I've learned with, like, texting or, like, if you're pursuing, like, a relationship – like, the code or whatever is, like, not to respond back right away or something to, like, kind of make it casual, I guess. I don't know. It's It just puts a lot of anxiety on a lot of things, yeah. I feel There's like. a lot more um, unwritten rules. Yeah. And, like, everything's different. It just... Honestly, the... I, I like what you're doing. I respect it, and I hope it continues to work out for you. I hope so, too. I You know, and I also... I hope... That, you know, that that people choose to at least take some part of of kind of regaining something that we've all lost. And this is another thing that I was actually talking with my pastor about. It's kind of like we're all doing this to ourselves. That's the whole thing. And I'm, and I'm again, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and Snapchat when I'm at my house. You know, I, I still have it on my iPad. Even I, do, iPad? I do. And everybody, and everybody asked me. They said, you know, I didn't know. Snapchat made an iPad app, and I said, "Well, they don't." I went into the iPhone, you know, section, and I got it. Nice. What a rebel! I like. Yeah. That. <laughs> so good. Good for you. I, I, I like that idea. It's just it's yeah, and also too, it's like we we learned also too how to uncommunicate with each other because it's like we do just a lot of communicating via social media, and it's like the kind of whole mindset of. Oh, I can say whatever I want to say because I can hide behind the screen. But it's like it's, especially I feel like maybe for kids too, it's kind of just made them a lot more like I don't want to say savage, but it's like oh, I could talk shit behind the screen. Out now, I want to say this in real life, and it's like there's no consequences for social media, but then it's like in real life there can be, and it's it's a tricky road. You know, kind of going back to our first segment with Peyton. You know that could be kind of why the, the those serious conversations have stopped happening with one another because, um, you know, it, it kind of 
takes out the validity when you know because you can say whatever you want you know you can call a girl hot or whatever yeah. you know behind the screen and then you know ten hundred people are going to call you out and say that's sexist and it, which you shouldn't really be saying that in my personal opinion uh you know you can think it but I, I, even that's still like reevaluate your thoughts here buddy you know not to cut you off but like one of the things that I think of with like Instagram or something is like if a girl posts like a picture of her in like a bikini or something like that and like you look through some of the comments on that and like she could get like you know like she could just be posting it because she wants to be like body positive or it could be you know she's looking for attention you don't know what she's posting for and like some of the attention that like she'll receive in like the comments or people shooting her messages in the DM is not warranted because it's like if I go to the beach and I like post a nice picture of me like swimming or something like you know like I don't want like you know people being like all like oh you're you're clearly looking for attention are you down to fuck or something and it's like you know you would never say that like to a person's face and then it's like people trying to do that like behind a screen I guess is, like, I feel like they're just forgetting how to communicate. Like, if you saw an attractive person at the beach, you wouldn't just walk up to them and be like, oh, you're in a swimsuit. You're clearly looking for attention, right? And it's, like, there's a certain way of, like, approaching things. And I feel like just, like, looking at people's, like, comments on Instagram and just, like, you know, seeing how people talk, it's just they've forgotten how to do it. Well, and, you know, yeah, well, right. And and it's funny because 20 years ago... That wouldn't have been a thing to to say. So you know now <clears throat> it's so sad that women and girls, you know, our age, high school, college, uh, etc., think that that's that's just the way. You know, that's going backwards, yeah. <laughs> like like a lot. <laughs> you know, you because you would never have said that th- yeah. that to, to somebody, and now all of a sudden, this this is kind of what women, you know. I hope nobody thinks that I'm trying to put the blame because I'm not you know, on right. women. It's it's the men. And they think this is normal. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, again, it kind of adds back to the... And, and also, I, I think, too, just this will probably be the last thing I'll discuss, too, is, like, uh, maybe because I thought of it or I saw something about it on, like, Badger Barstool on Instagram or something where it's, like, women, unfortunately... Uh, get sent stuff from men, I'm not going to get too graphic on it, but, you know, a certain picture that, you know, a lot of times they're not expecting, and it's like you wouldn't do that if you were, you know, face-to-face with them. You wouldn't flash them. Yeah, and so, like, you know, it's just, it's made people forget how to communicate, and it's, yeah, honestly... I've thought long and hard about deleting social media, and I, I think maybe I got to maybe try taking the iPad route on it. The, I, yeah, well, you know, let me know how, how what you think. I, I'm curious, you know, if more people try it, even if it's for... Here's the thing. You can get, like, a track phone from, yeah. from Family Dollar, literally, <laughs> for, you know... One, it, of the, one of the coolest things was I, one of my first track phones that I had, I had a bowling game on it. <laughs> and so, like, in fourth grade, while I was waiting for my mom to pick me up, I would just play bowling. Right, ex- like, exactly. That was all I needed. Fourth grade, simpler time back then. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. You know, the thing is, Cal, when I text you, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Because you asked me if I wanted the soda, and I'm like, do I call him for this? What, <laughs> what you know, because... 
to type out that message, it was probably... I don't know. It took me probably about a minute. Yeah. You know, which for a text, you know, it doesn't sound like a long for time. for a flip phone, for <laughs> any young kid that is listening, you have, you don't have a keyboard for it. You have to literally um, type on a keypad, like you have an actual keypad, whereas on the smartphone, it's built in, like, via virtual, whereas uh, the flip phone, you have to, like, go through and make sure you have... Uh, the correct letter you have selected. So it takes some time texting. So I, I found this out when I got it. Um, you know, I have had flip phones since I was, I think I ended up getting my first smartphone when I was in a freshman, Okay, I want to say. But it's called 2-9 texting. And I never really understood that. Well, it's because all the letters are on the keys 2 through 9. Yeah. And so that's why, and I, I, just one of those things I never knew. And so there's a fun fact. And also one of the first things that I had when I got texting, it was it was 25 cents a text message was for mine. Ooh, that's kind of pricey. So I used that for a little bit. And if I ever needed to call one of my friends, I would just call them and, you know, talk. And then after a little bit, um, then I got the smartphone. And then I didn't. See, I feel like also, to a lot of kids, uh, I feel like social media, get it when, like, as old as, like, possible, like, when you're a lot more mature. I know some people got, like, Snapchat back when it first came out in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it until I was 18, just because I was like, I don't want to download it. And then finally one day I decided to download it because one of my buddy's girlfriends was like, hey, you should download Snapchat and I'll try to set you up with someone that I know. And it's like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And then, like... Twitter, I didn't get till college. Facebook was sixth grade, but I mean, that was like the most like where I would post like middle school cringeworthy stuff. And it's like right. a lot of kids like, you know, post like that stuff, but then they end up getting like in trouble for it later on. And like, so Twitter, I didn't get till college. Instagram wasn't until college. Um, and LinkedIn was college. But you have to be really dumb to post something dumb on LinkedIn. Right. Uh, that's like literally reserved for like business. And it should not be a picture of you getting plastered at a party <laughs> or doing like a beer bong or something. Right. <laughs> office party. But, um, what an office I'd want to work at. That would, that would be kind of I mean, fun. I don't drink, but, you know, still would be fun to just to be there. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a fun little conversation we had. I think so, yeah. You want to know what else, though? Going back to uh, the early days of elementary schools and all that, um, was spelling bees. Ah. You want to know what made me mad recently was one of my cousins uh, had shared something on Facebook that was like, what was the word that you got knocked out on in in your spelling bees or whatever? And it made me mad because it made me think back to... Uh, my failures um, in in the spelling bees. And do you have any opinions that you want to give on spelling bees? Because I have some, and I have some stories that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That made me mad. <laughs> so the thing is, I had have actually never participated in a spelling bee. It really wasn't a th- I personally feel like I'm terrible at spelling, uh, you know, so I wouldn't have made it very far anyways. But I feel like that is a thing that... It, hasn't really happened recently. Um, I know that they, we had kind of practiced, we did like a classroom, you know, where the teacher would stay, we'd all stand in a circle, teacher would go around to each student and say, spell this, spell this, spell this, Um, you know, and that was what we called practice for a spelling bee. And then I think the teacher chose certain kids to go to a spelling bee that involved like because I went to a consolidated school. Okay. Uh, chose some to go to, to, the, to the city, the big city of Edgerton, <laughs> to, to do one with uh, the regular town 
kids that were chosen. I feel like we should have had a big school one. You know, you know that was just never something that we took part in. So you said that you you weren't a very good speller, so no. you would have gotten knocked out probably pretty early. Yeah, I mean, you give me a four-letter word, and I'd probably get pretty stuck. <laughs> so my first one started in fifth grade, and so I was in a class, um, and I forget what word I got knocked out on, but it was, um, it was so for how we did, I went to Northside for Milton, and so that was four through six. Um, and so you, in, in for Northside, you had certain wings. So like you had a 200 wing, which featured three rooms, or, or like, or at the time, because three rooms from three different grades. Sure. So you had a 200 wing that for fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, 300 wing and 400 wing, right? And so you would like do the classroom and then I think you would move up to, uh, the rest of the wing. And then uh, you would take all the kids there, and then you would, um, they would get sent then to, like, uh, the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders would, like, all converge then, and that would be, like, your bigger school, citywide spelling bee. Sure. Um, and then that, after that, would then move on to, I think, state, and then I forget how long you would have to go before you would get to the national spelling bee. Um, farthest I ever got, actually, was 8th um, grade, I... Um, I was in a very dumb uh, class, I will admit, because uh, we were the kids that were not selected for algebra or biology. Oh, okay. Um, so, obviously, that, you know, no offense to any of those kids. Uh, if you didn't get selected, I'm not trying to rip on you, but... Uh, the We are one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so a lot of the kids didn't want to take it seriously. I decided to take it seriously. I ended up uh, winning... And moving on to, uh, like, the citywide one, so um, I was one of the representations in the class, and I went a little bit far, and I got knocked out by metallic was the word that I got knocked out on. I forgot there was a second L, but that one was, like, if you would have won that, top three, I think, got, um, uh, top three got, like, certain amounts of money. I forget what it was. I think it was, like, $150, $150. And so, like, that was, like, always the goal was, you know, try to go and win some cash. Yeah, you could buy a flip phone with that money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, I remember back in fifth grade when I was first starting, so I was like, all right, I'm dead serious. I want to, you know, win it and uh, uh, go on. And I, fuck, I can't think of the word that I got knocked out on. Uh, I know the word my buddy got knocked out on because I was like, how'd you get knocked out on walrus? <laughs> he spelled it with two L's. Right. But I forget what... God, I can't think of it, but um, I had a decent shot because it's like, you know, some years you have really smart kids in your class, some years you really don't. And so I'm like, all right, fifth grade, I think, is probably my chance to, you know, win and move on. And I ended up getting knocked out, and I was like, damn it. And so it went to, like, the top ten or whatever was what it was. And for some reason, this one chick that was in my class, dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> I don't know what word she was getting, but she ended up getting into the top ten, and I was like, how did she make it that far in? They pitied her and gave her the easy words I Yeah, got. and so I'm like, damn it, are you kidding me? How did she get in? I, I want to say her name, but I don't want to put it out there. <laughs> right, I wouldn't name drop the yeah. situation. I mean, it's fifth grade, it's different, but... Um, right. Um, Is she still dumber than a box of rocks? 
I don't know because it's like I think she moved uh, away. Also, look too, her I, up on Facebook. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I should and just message her and be like, "Do you remember when you beat me in the spelling bee right. in fifth grade? I put you on the podcast. Right. I have a podcast. Also, check it out. Right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so <laughs> she got to along with the ten kids from our uh, classroom moved on to face um, the other two classrooms as well too for thirty kids. Right. So first round, she gets faint as her word. Right. Spells it F-A-N-T, gets knocked out first round. I was like, are you kidding me? I could have been up there spelling faint and moved down to the next round. Fant. Fant, the tight end from the Denver Broncos. Like, come on, lady. Show, show some letters. But, yeah, I got knocked out by, I forget what it was in fifth grade, but it knocked me out. Sixth grade, I won in the classroom and got the top ten and then got knocked out. Um, for the wing, uh, which I think would go from 30 to 1. And so I forget, I went, like, decently far. I think I was, like, maybe top 20 or something. I wasn't the first one out, but I got knocked out on electricity was the word I got knocked out on. And it's dumb because my mom works at an electric company. (laughs) And so I told her that, and she was like, oh, how did you get knocked out on electricity? And halfway through, too, I realized I had spelled it wrong. And what sucks about spelling bees is you can't be like, hang on, let me go back and read, which I think should be a rule. Yep. It's like once you spell it, like if you want to be like, hang on, let me redo that. Because, you know, if you say, you know, something that you're not thinking, like that could, you know, get you knocked out. And so, right. I mean, granted, I was like halfway through, I was like, ah, crap, I spelled it wrong. And as soon as I got done spelling it, I just shook my head and started walking because... Also, too, you knew when they started spelling the word to you was when you knew you got knocked out. And so I was like, fuck, I just got knocked out. But those spelling bees, man, they made me mad. They Well, yeah. I, I can see why. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I w- was a really good speller. And then also, too, my mom was a really good speller. So I think that's where I got the genes from. And uh, she went to the citywide spelling bee. And uh, she got the word that knocked her out was chief. Ooh. Because uh, the I before I was going to say. You know, I guess maybe I'm happy, but I didn't have to do one. Also, too, <laughs> um, I, now that I have many stories on it, but also the uh, my AP English teacher, the one uh, that you would uh, know because he made national headlines. Ah! Uh, because he decided to uh, defecate in the park. Um, his, uh, whole <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah, right. <laughs> You, Just don't get caught. No, yeah, you're, you're not living. <laughs> Please there. don't defecate in any parks. Exactly. God, I just still love that. How it went on for two years, and it's two like two years. You think after day five of cleaning up the crap, they would have been like, "All right, this is becoming a thing. Let's put up a camera. Let's you know up our security a little bit instead of just letting it happen for two years." There's literally DNA. That they were, I mean, sure, you'd have to have his DNA too, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. Like you said, a camera. Yeah, just literally a simple trail camera. Possibly a guy in like a ghillie suit to look like a bush. I don't know. <laughs> Something. That, Any, might, that might be awkward if the guy tries to go behind. It's like, ah, I'm a person. I'm a person. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> um, but anyway, his whole thing was we did a little spelling unit for a little bit, and uh, he would always make the joke because he got knocked out. It came down to him and this one girl uh that, that w- they were like rivals or whatever and did she also she, did she defecate in a different part i wonder but <laughs> that would be kind of something um 
Oh, you think you're better than me defecating in a park? Fine, I'll go defecate in another park. But um, (laughs) the word that he got knocked out on uh, was osteolotomitis, I think it was. Oh, how? (laughs) Yeah, what rookie stuff. Yeah, right. And then he always made the joke, and he's like, yeah, and then she spelled osteolotomitis right, and then her next word that she had to spell was something dumb like cat, and then uh, she ended up moving on, and he did. So he would always make that joke whenever we would first start the spelling test, he would just be like, your first word is osteolitomitis. <laughs> Sounds like a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. I Still to this day, I love church. He's a good man. <laughs> I mean... Made a mistake. <laughs> made a mistake for two years? He, he made he, a um, mistake. He actually wrote into the... Uh, he's written into the uh, Milton Courier a couple times... Uh, Apologizing. Yeah, so the first time he was like, well, you know, I just wanted to, you know, talk about it and, like, this is what's going on. You know, I'm sorry for my actions. And then a year after um, this happened and, you know, obviously COVID was a thing he wrote in, he was like, well, it's been one year since my mishap. (laughs) It's like, uh, just everything going on, please wash your hands. You know, when you use the bathroom yeah, and when you, when, uh, for other things. And then, what a man. Like, and what a was like, uh, don't defecate in a park and <laughs> stay well, everybody. Does he not realize that other people don't have to be told not to do that? Or does he think this is like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not just, normal. I just like how when every student from Milton was like, if we had to bet. <laughs> it would, was him. Yeah, it who, would be him. But yeah, it's, it's spelling bees, man, they make me mad. And then also you have some of these young kids out here just spelling words from the back of the dictionary. They had, did you see um, about the um, kids where they had the co-champions that one year? Because they just kept spelling <laughs> words right. And it's like, how? Yeah, I think I actually do remember hearing about that. And I was like, that, how? I mean, I guess if I was a judge, I'd probably be tired and just want to go home. Just, you all know what? Here's the deal. Whoever spells it faster wins. <laughs> yeah, right? You got anything that makes you mad off the top of your head? You know, I don't think so. I, I, I you know, I, I remember social media was the big one that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I got one more, I think. Sure. Or maybe even two. I might. We'll have to see where this goes. You want to know what makes me mad? When people sneeze really loud or really aggressively. You do not have to shake the windows in the room just to let out a little sneeze. You know what? If I can add one more thing to this, because I'm sure you'll agree with me. I don't like, typically it's women that go, Achie! Oh, I hate that. Shut up. <laughs> There, you are trying. There is no, I'm sorry, there's just no way, and, and anybody who tries to argue with me that says, nope, that's really how I sneeze, no, it's not. There's you no know, way. maybe now subconsciously, it's one of those things that you think is how, you, that you think that's how you sneeze. It's not. It started somewhere. Dude, there's one guy that I work with, and so, when I was, we are in the locker room, like, getting ready for our shift, right? And that dude let out the most aggressive sneeze I have ever heard. And it did some shaking of the room. <laughs> I heard it, and then, like, I jumped a little bit. I was like, Jesus, man! Like, what is your problem? Yeah, Category 5 over here. Yeah, dude, you're trying to... 
Have you not seen the news of the earthquakes happening over in New Zealand? You're trying to give them a tsunami? Right right. Come on, man. It's just been him this entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, sorry, pollen's just been crazy. <laughs> you can't just say that after you... <laughs> I know, and they really wind up. Those suckers that do that, Dude. you know who you are out yeah, there. Yeah, you are to cut it out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, gosh, they sound there's, um, sick. There's a Saturday Night Live episode where it's um, Will Ferrell was hosting, and so he, um, they did a, a spoof on a cult commercial, right? And sure. They're like, oh, everyone in our family... Uh, has the cold and poor Gary here is but sneezing constantly and Will Ferrell is Gary, you know, right? Mm. He's like, uh, and he keeps interrupting the woman trying to give the commercial <laughs> by sneezing super loudly. And it's just him going like, ha! That <laughs> 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 you kept going throughout the house and he would just appear out of nowhere and scare the shit out of He's just like, Gary, you're not sneezing. I'm <laughs> just yelling. I'm going to have to look that up. Because literally, that's what it turns into. People are just, ah! <laughs> And she's like, ah! fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, literally, that's how it is. It's it, like, sneezing should not be that loud. Right. Just, I agree. And especially, too, if you're doing it right of sneezing properly into your elbow. We've been doing this for over a year now of covering your sneeze. You can't just, especially if you don't have a mask on, because that's how droplets get spread. If you're going, like, come on, man. That brings me to another question. What's up? If you're feeling, if let's say you're in the supermarket, you're wearing your mask and everything. Are you somebody? If you have to sneeze, what's the game plan for you? Because I am sorry, but there is no way I'm filling my mask full of snot. I pull it down, but I do go into my elbow. That's fair. I just. Um, so I have a couple of theories on it. I've also maybe tried, this is weird, but like maybe trying to like control how I sneeze. That, right? I, it's like, I'm not just opening up my mouth and letting everything fly into my mask because like, <laughs> not to, you know, get graphic, but it's like, you know, you get the phlegm buildup and stuff. Right. And so sometimes when you sneeze, phlegm comes out. And so obviously I don't want that in my mask. So it's like. I've kind of learned, like, maybe just open up my mouth maybe a little bit. I was going to say, do, like, the little size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, too, I've, I'm normally a guy that's, like, even if I have the mask on, just force a habit, I'll cover it up with, you know, my elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if I'm, like, pushing my cart and, like, there's no one around me and I just got to sneeze fast, you know, it's like, if I have the mask on, it's like, screw it, that's what the mask is for, quickly. Right. Um, but also, um... I remember I saw a tweet of someone uh, that was like, yeah, I was in a supermarket today and I saw some dude pull down his mask to sneeze and uh, he didn't use anything, like he didn't sneeze into his elbow or anything. No. And he's just like, see y'all in 2021, man. <laughs> it's just like he just pulled down the mask to sneeze, spread the droplets and then re-put the mask back on. And see, so that's why I'm glad you at least... Put it in the elbow. You have like, to. That's yeah. just courteous. Yeah, that's like even not in a pandemic. That's kind of a dick move. Yeah, I, just go chew. Right. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't. I can't believe I got that fired up about sneezing. But man, it, I'm mm. telling you, like people that sneeze really loud. It's like holy shit, a Jeff. Lot, like right. come on. The wrong ways to sneeze, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, I've. Yeah, there are also some people. I feel like. Going back to with what you said about, like, you know, people sneezing, going like, 
cute. I feel like that's just them trying to get attention on the fact that they have a very small, cute sneeze. They're just looking for attention. Right. The fact that they can control what sound comes. I mean, here's the thing. If they were to go all natural, it would be just regular. (coughs) Yeah. Now, if, you know, but they're showing us that they can control what happens. It's just as bad as the screaming to me. Yeah. Because you can control that, too. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. I think I'm going to do one more of that. Okay. Uh, makes me mad. Um, I think what makes me mad, too, and frustrates me is when people talk during a presentation. So for high school, college, or even that the jobs that I have now, if there is a meeting or something where there is a speaker, it is courteous that you should give them your attention. And also, too, there's stuff that you could learn from that speaking. And I think it's important that you should, one, for this speaker, but also, too, there might be other people around you that want to hear what the speaker says. So, like, I thought about this a couple days ago when I was in a meeting, and there are these two people next to me that were having, like, a side conversation. And I'm trying to learn about procedures that we have, you know, at work, and it's like, you know, you two bozos next to me are talking, and it's like, I want to hear this information so that way, one, I don't have to repeat it, two, I don't want to make a mistake, and it's just like, that's just rude. Right. Yep. And so it makes me think back to, you know, when uh, we would have uh, our time at Culver's with the meeting room, Uh, you know, meetings would get held in there and people would speak. And it's like you should, at the bare minimum, give them the courtesy to talk because what they're talking about is probably important to them. Uh, Throwback to when we had Rotary, a group of of business people came in uh, and one of the guys there decided that he was going to give, um, like an hour long speech about Pluto, the planet. Don't know why. I heard about this. But it's like, you should still give that guy the courtesy and attention because it's like he put time and effort into it. Now, granted, it would be really frustrating if it was just like, oh, you have to attend this important meeting and it's just some person giving you a lecture about Pluto. Yeah, that would piss me off, but it's like, still, you should give them the benefit of the doubt and, you know, learn about it. I, you know, I, I have a confession. What's up? Because I learned this, and, and I total, now I totally agree with you. I learned it the hard way. I took an advanced uh, co- uh, communications course in Ooh. high school. You're and, talking to a communications minor, so I'm intrigued. Right-o, pal. Uh, anyways, for anybody who didn't, well, obviously nobody Great gets. minor, by the way, for anyone that wants <laughs> to have it. I mean, I know right now my job situation isn't great. Just blame it on the pandemic. But it's like <laughs> jobs want people who are good at effectively communicating. And I feel like one of my weaknesses is communicating. So I try to take what I learned in those classes, apply it to the job. And, like, obviously, like, you can just use that for virtually anything. Exactly. People will disagree with me. Uh, Jasper, you know, <laughs> you know who you are, uh, but yeah, it's just, I think that's great. But anyway, so about your communication class. There was a gentleman in that class giving a speech, um, you know, like we normally did, and somebody was at the door. I, very rudely, I was standing at, the, I was sitting at the front of the room, it went, the door was on the, uh, in the front of the room, and the podium was right next to the door was right adjacent to it i would say maybe four or five feet my desk was then three feet from the from the podium i stood up while this guy was giving his speech and thought well i'm gonna get the door for this man because he knocked or he didn't knock he was just i could see him standing he knew he shouldn't knock because he should not interrupt this guy's speech by walking in 
What do I do? Stand up, get the door. The most distracting thing I possibly could have done. You know what you should have done? You should have just been like, oh, get the door. <laughs> yes. Oh, it would appear that somebody's at the... I shouldn't be yelling. I'm in your house. I'm yeah, sorry. it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I got the TV cranked up. Right. Oh. We got the door closed. Is that the door that needs opening? I'll do that. Or just, you should have been like, uh, oh, okay, no one's going to get the door, huh? I have to be the one to interrupt this man's and grab the door. Go. Fine. Could go up to the guy, give him a speech. You should have been getting this. Flick him right in the forehead and... Hey, yeah. hey, hey, can you get the door while you're doing that? <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, I know you're doing something right now. Uh, well, be- like, um... As someone that has given speeches in high school, taking speech classes in high school and college, one of the things that I feel like it's up to the instructor to do is put up on the door, you know, speeches in progress, please wait for, like, your time or something to either come back in or, like, knock or something like that. So the the way that I actually learned this was, I want to say a couple days later, I could be wrong with the time frame. Somebody was also giving another speech. Somebody else showed up at the door. I went to prep myself to get up and get the door. The girl next to me said, sit down. She, her and I were pretty close. She goes, it's so rude to go get the door. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, also, you don't know who's at the door. Could be, it could be one of those uh, uh, people that give away $1,000 a week. <laughs> right, and if I get the door, pfft, that's mine. Could you imagine just they show up in a high school, just a random room, you interrupt the speech answering the door. Congratulations, Casey Tarkenton. You have now received oh, $1,000 a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> Sorry, there's speech going on. <laughs> I closed the door. Hey, I'll go with you in a second. Right, let me step out in the hallway and discuss. This. I'll get this. <laughs> but um, also too, as someone, now that I think about it too, I was given speeches in college too, like important speech speeches. And I know, like, if you're a college student, just people looking at the phone too can kind of be disheartening because it's like you know, if I'm giving a speech about you know, perseverance or something like that, and I see the whole back row on their phones. Yeah, I'm calling out the entire back row. Just being on their phones, it's like, it's not very nice. And it's like also doing that class, you know, I don't know if they did it for me, but like, um, I'm hoping not other students, like, you know, I'm sure it's hard hearing, you know, speeches like you're not really close to about, but like in that class, a lot of people, you know, gave speeches about, you know, their grandparents dying that they're really close to, or like a time that like, say their mom got breast cancer or something like that. And so it's like, especially in a topic that heavy, I feel like the bare minimum you should do is just look at the person and give them attention. I think no matter what, even if you're in a, doing a one-on-one conversation with somebody or if you're in a small group setting, put down the phone. I mean, yeah. obviously, I feel like, you know, yeah. this is going back, but, you know, it's just respectful. It is. And just, yeah. You're not wrong there, but just... How's it been? I enjoyed that speech class. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way because I've done this too, you know, and I've, you know, done my fair share of rude things like getting the door or or looking at my phone while talking to somebody and it's just like, you know. You learn it. You you do. You know, it's those mistakes lead to learning. But how are you at, like, public speaking? Are you fine? Do you enjoy it? Or, or do you get nervous? So that is, like, a huge fear it, a lot it, of people have. It's totally normal to, to get, you know, afraid of doing public speeches. I... 
can't public read at all. You, you know, sight sight reading, I it can't do it. I I get a terrible stammer. You know, you know, I start to, what I'm doing now, literally. Uh, you know, I, I start to hop it's, it's over. It's just me, Casey. It's right, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're broadcasting right. this to three people, probably that will listen <laughs> right. to it. One of them being my brother. Um, Shout out to Jesse Tarkenton, by the way. Hey, he could be listening with his kid right now, too. That'd be kind of cool. Could be. That could would, be. That would be nice. Little Eleanor. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I get just a terrible stammer. It's not pretty. I mean, a lot of times in my English class, when I took a, a play class where, you know, I loved, I was in the plays, I was always involved. And my teacher said before we started the class, that semester, she said, I want you to kind of help me, you, you know, get people encouraged to, and I was thinking, I can't read. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I can read, but, but, you know, when I was, did the plays and stuff, I memorized all that and I knew how, how I wanted to say it. So a lot of times she would have to take over because it was just so like, like, unbar- you know, if I had a pay half and a page, half of a page of dialogue, I couldn't do that. I mean, it just, it was, it was just too much. And, and I, it's so sad because a lot of the time I never asked. Like, I never asked her to. She's like, I'll take over here because we're running short on time. And I was like, thank you. Uh, but public speaking? <laughs> I, I'm actually, if I prepare a speech, I, I can do very well. Uh, you know, I'm, I think I, I have a sense of humor that can kind of appeal to just about anybody. Yeah. So, so I think I can do it fairly well. I think I feel confident in it, but like most people, you know, like oh, I get up there and I'll shake a little bit. Sure. I think one of the, uh, I also did interpretive reading back in the day. Um, I don't know if you ever had to do that, but that was basically where back in like uh, intermediate school, you would uh, um, read a little section of a book to the class. Like you'd stand up there and you would get judged on like, you know, your eye contact, voice, um, and all that stuff, right? And so I was actually pretty good at it. Except in fifth grade. Fifth grade was the one year I did not uh, move on. Uh, fifth grade, tough year. Tough for year for Cal. Tough year for me academically. Oh, I swear to God, now that I think about it, if that one chick beat me in that too, oh, I'm good. <laughs> um, but I would always read those Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. Sure. And then I would uh, always pick like the sections Nanny was in because I, at the time before, you know, I hit puberty, I was able to do the really high-pitched voice. Right. And so, like, that would kind of, you know, help my voice inflection. Anyway, um, I would, I think it was sixth grade was um, when uh, I did it one year. I ended up winning the whole thing, which, you know, humble brag. Right, yes. Ladies, if you're listening, sixth grade, first place interpretive reading champ, holler at you, boy. Um, (laughs) where, um... I was up there, though, and, like, uh, I was, like, kind of shaking a little bit, so I was like, all right, I don't want to be, like, shaking while I read the book, and so, like, I kind of tried, you know, grabbing, like, the uh, uh, stage or whatever mm. that I was reading for, the podium, there yeah. we go, and the podium kind of started shaking a little bit, and I was like, well, damn it, this sucks, and so it's just, like, public speaking, obviously, you know, at the bare minimum, you should give the attention to people and be nice because it's a very courageous act to go up there and talk in front of a bunch of people, because not everyone can spit like I do, so, you know, right. they gotta go up there and, you know, try try your best on it, you know? Exactly. Okay. And you know what? Before we end this, I want to say, if you're afraid to go up in a college course or, you know, go and talk in front of people, 
don't be. Because they're not even paying attention to what you're saying. They're thinking about how they're going to have to be next. <laughs> you know, That's why you go first whenever you can. <laughs> I'll actually tell this story quick, too, now that I think about it. So, in one of the public speaking courses that I took, actually, no, I think about I took three of them. I took intro to public speaking because I was required. And then I also decided to take advanced public speaking as well, too. Took it with Professor Kathy Joe Taylor. A great person, might I add. Just an absolutely incredible human being. I think she has some sort of podcast out um, involving religion. And it's really... And she talks about it a lot. And it's actually, like, really successful, too, surprisingly, too. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, I have a podcast like myself. And it only has, like, five <laughs> viewers or some shit. She actually has, like, a huge following or whatever. Good. And, um, you know, talks about religion. And it's kind of cool because she's, like... I was like a pastor. He used to be really big into religion, but I've been like a lot more open to ideas. So mm-hmm. definitely, I don't know what it's called, um, but she's definitely just an amazing human being. But anyway, in one of the classes I took, so that class, a lot of people, you know, gave speeches on like, you know, their grandparents or whatnot passing away. And so in that class, you had a project where it was you either had to do an obituary or a best man speech. Oh. And you can either do that um, obituary on someone that was alive, or if it's someone that passed to, like, you're giving, like, a speech at a funeral, basically. Sure, like a eulogy. Yeah, there we go. That's the correct terminology (laughs) that I was looking for, not an obituary. Well, you got a future funeral director in front of you, so... Yeah, good point. If you're ever looking, if you're ever thinking about passing away soon, (laughs) if you're like, well, I might die in three years, and you're like, but how do I want to have a successful funeral? Casey Tarkenton will hopefully be your man if he's not still a good one. Look, look me up at Instagram. Uh, I might not have it by the time you look me up. <laughs> yeah, just shoot, shoot Casey a DM. Hey, man, you do good at funerals. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll download it again in like three years. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Right. Hey, we've already had the funeral, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. Uh, but anyway, right. um, there was... um. So in that class, a couple people were like giving, you know, eulogies. And one uh, woman gave, you know, she was like start off and she's like this is gonna be really hard for me i lost you know my grandmother um about you know in the summer and you know and like she was like already tearing up in the beginning so it was like a very you know moving but obviously like everyone was like very like you know sad but like you know wanted to give her the attention and so she got done right and the professor was like all right do we have any volunteers on who wants to go next Obviously, no one wants to raise their hand to go next because who wants to follow up that with the tone in the room? Right. She's like, any volunteers? If not, I might have to pick one off the list. And so I was just like, screw it, I'll go. I was like, I can go. Did you do a best man? I did a best man speech. (laughs) What a follow-up. And so I get up there, and I'm like, all right, guys, I am going to be doing this uh, best man speech on uh, my buddy uh noah rickman uh and uh i was like i forget what it was and so it was like right around valentine's day and so in the opening like line i was like all right ricky way to give uh have your wedding be around valentine's day you know so that way you can combine two gifts into one way to save that money as little dicky would say and so me dropping a little dicky verse Following up a eulogy was, uh, it, it, I would it, say it did get the class to laugh, though. It, that would have been really awkward if the class would have just, like, awkwardly looked at Did you one. look at the girl? Was she at least trying to laugh, too? I, I forget what I did. I was just kind of, like, uh, I, I was kind of treating it like he was, like, off to the side, right. so I looked at over there when I did it, but I heard the class, like, laugh, and I was like, all right, cool, at least that joke hit, but I was like, 
damn, this is going to be tough. I'm like, I, the crowd that I'm working with is not what I'm expecting right now. Right. But yeah, I had to follow up a, a very moving uh, ob- uh, eulogy with the best man speech. And actually, too, in that class, the last speech that we had to do for our final was like uh, a day that changed your life. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, obviously did death or whatnot. And there was like five straight, you know, like, death ones, basically, so the room was just absolutely, you know, mood was down, and I wish, um, I would have, um, thought of it, but I went with, uh, my dad going down to Fort Wayne, and, like, having to transfer, come up back and forth, weekend dad, basically, and sure. like, how that affected me, and, like, that wasn't, like, sad, but it was just, like, not, like, humorous, and I wish mm. I would have went the humorous route, because afterwards, I was like, you know what would have been really hilarious to do, um, it would have been really kind of funny to follow up one of those speeches with like you want to know what a, a day that changed my life was when i accidentally told the girl i loved her <laughs> and, how, and how that changed my life that changed my life a lot more than i'm getting now uh, that both of them were very serious impacts of my life but i feel right. like that's a missed opportunity that i had if i have a time ever have the ability to travel back in time i would 100 percent do that speech and hope because i mean if that if they laugh it would have been Knock their socks off. Right. If it, if they would not have left, it would have been very awkward. The, the bar was not set high, so it's yeah, for, for laughter. They were looking to laugh, and it would have been, God, that would have been hilarious. Just go up there and just be like, do you want to know what? Some people are good at, uh, some people aren't good at pottery. Some people don't know how to cook. I don't know how to. Love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And that's where we end. <laughs> that's, where we end. that's where I want to end it at. Casey, you got anything else that you want to plug or anything? You know, I don't think so. Any advice you want to give the listeners? The biggest one was your opinion doesn't matter. You know, it it, it does, but it doesn't. Hear me out. If it's, <laughs> if it's something that's, like, important to you, like, um having to voice your opinion on like something that's like a serious human rights issue, definitely voice it. Um, I would say, but also too, if you have an opinion sometimes that you're just posting on social media to argue with people, maybe that's the time where it's like, you want to know what? Maybe don't start trying to start shit on the internet. Fine. Oh, uh, I heard this in a movie the other day. Don't put emotion over judgment. Yeah. I felt like that was a very good quote. And I think that's where I, that's, that's my, that's my final thing to say. Well, Casey, you are always invited onto the podcast. It is always a hoot when you come on. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to name this episode. I think I'll probably just do something. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably just be like, oh, this is going to be a nice episode to kind of tie it on the whole 69 joke with the whole nice thing. Because, you know, I have the humor of a middle schooler. So. Right. <laughs> But, you know, but thank you for coming on. Shout out to Peyton Witt for coming on, too, and always educating uh, the Neanderthals that I like to think are my audience members. (laughs) Not saying that, and, like, this is coming from a Neanderthal as well, too. Like, we all always feel a little bit smarter when Peyton comes on, so it's like he's educating the masses, I like to say. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Peyton Witt, for coming on. Casey Tarkenton. Thank you for coming on. Thanks as well, for having too. me. Yep, no problem, man. Shout out to Dr. Pepper. Thank you guys for <laughs> and listening. And Folgers. Yes, Folgers. <laughs> Getting us through the morning. Dr. Pepper and Folgers. That's all that you need in life. All right, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>